Welcome to another Art of Relationships podcast. We are grateful for listeners like you. Let's get right into it. Well, it's good to be back on another podcast, uh, Lisa. It's so fun to do these uh, conversations with you and and uh, to talk about all things relationships. Yeah, I love it. Hey, we want to be sure and remind you guys that uh, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating on there. We love those five-star ratings. And don't forget to follow us. You can see us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and our handle is at Biola. CMR, because this podcast is brought to you by the Center for Marriage and Relationships at Biola University. Yeah, hence the handle is Biola CMR. Uh, that would least, be weird if it was Vanguard, uh, yeah, but, that's but right. we're Biola CMR. Yep. Hey, um, one of the cool things uh, to talk about, I think, Lisa, is the fact that this is about all kinds of relationships. And when we talk about friendships and and a lot of people, because even if they're married, they have friendships and, and people that are, of course, you know, starting off in life. One of the first things they point to is friendships. Friendships, in fact, are considered the most important influence on a person's life and their values. Even when they when they turn 16, 15, 14, what's interesting is already established that friendships are most important. But even before then, when a kid's in junior high, they are asking, what's the most biggest shaper of their life it's not friends and it's not family they come in second it's usually friends is at the very top so there are some friendships least that we just kind of almost take for granted we, we we've had them for a long time or in some cases you know the friendships that we have are just awesome you know we've got the three or four people that we love we're close to and it's fun and we make friends you know and we do it pretty easily there's another segment of the population out there that uh, are in relationships or friendships um, but some of them aren't going well. And I, I wonder, maybe we should talk a little bit about that when a friendship goes bad or when a friendship isn't going well. I, suppose you get into a friendship uh, that maybe a relationship in which all of a sudden you realize you're getting drained from this, right? It, it's taking all of your time, all of your emotions, and you leave this person and you're like, ugh, this is hard. Um what do you think, Lise? Uh, emotionally draining friendships are really hard because they can leave us tired. They can leave us wondering what's going on and carrying a burden that seems to be maybe one-sided. Yeah, and we're not talking about um, the the kind of situation where it's a good friend that's like going through this really hard breakup or a really traumatic event in life, and and they're really at a kind of that needy place where they're just needing you to pour a little bit more into them uh, because of this circumstance in life. That's not what we're talking about today. When we talk about coping with an emotionally draining friendship, we're talking about that friend that after you've been together, you walk away and you just want to curl up in a ball and, and cry because it just has pulled everything out of you. It's just taken everything out of you because all they do is talk all they do is uh, ask for your input and one of the most frustrating aspects of that is when they don't take your advice 
dog drives me crazy, <laughs> you know, and I, it's funny because we can all think of those people that we know in that way. But um, but you can just tell that those are the friendships that uh, that leave you feeling a little bit more empty instead of fulfilled yeah. after you've been together. Yeah. and On and, a regular basis, even. And there are some people that I think uh, just naturally are really good at at hearing and good, you know, listeners. I, I had a friend like that, um, and and I, I just remember he he would just talk and listen, you know, in in you know in conversation. But when it came time for me to talk, he just was all ears. He would just sit there and listen and let me talk. And I found myself wanting to talk to him more and more, especially during one season of life. And there are just some people who are really good at it. So, mm-hmm. so some of you might find yourself with friends like that who are you know, constantly using you because you're good at it. And you might want to see how God can use that and don't run from that. And you might find, but if it gets overwhelming and you might start to consider, hold on here, what am, friendship should have this equality to them where I'm able to also share at times that are difficult and they listen well. But if you're seen as a safe place or a safe person, right, one who hears, what a blessing to have that. Keep that going. Now, when it becomes unequal, when it becomes draining, what's your thoughts, Lise? So it really makes me think of of a situation where a student that we know um, had a roommate that had some kind of trauma in her life uh, during high school. I think maybe she had... I don't know, had lost someone very close to her and um, and just came in really wounded and hurt. But what what the student found was that it was just becoming overwhelming for her. Like she she felt like she was being asked to uh, to fill the role of a therapist for her friend. And she just began to feel overwhelmed and like. I don't know this. I'm like way over my head. I don't know what I'm doing here. And I just am feeling exhausted. And when she came to us for advice, um, it was it was a great idea to sit down and talk about this. Because, Chris, let's think if um, what would be some signs that if you're trying to evaluate, is this like a normal give and take in a friendship uh, or number two, could it be that this person is in just a certain situation right yeah. now, circumstances yeah. where they're a little more needy? Or is the, am I really being validated here because this person is draining me? And it's mm-hmm. not just a friendship. It could even be a family member. Uh, it sure could. Yeah, there are certain signs and, and things to look for. I think most of us are aware that, you know, you have enough history with a friend to know, no, there are good times. There are times in which this, this seems to be a unique situation. I, I think, Lisa, the, the the things you should look for, you know, for as signs would be if the other person is always with some drama. There is never a stable time, right? I mean, if it's not, you know, you know, in in this the student that you're talking about, let's say there's grief that went on and they were just in such pain at losing somebody, and you know, but that they never leave that pain, and, mm-hmm. and it's just something that they carried with them for not just one, two, three, but five years. Well, okay, now that's a sign that, hold on here, there, there needs to be progress in the grief. Or, or there's always more drama that is replaces mm. the grief. There, there was that, but then the next time it was, you know, lack of money and lack of, you know, I don't have a romantic relationship, and there's all kinds of drama that mm-hmm. way. So too much drama leaving you too drained that never mm-hmm. seems to have times in which 
you get to share or feel like it's more equal. That's Oh, that's great. I think also another sign that maybe you're in a draining friendship is that you find that you just kind of when you know that they're coming over or you're getting ready to spend time with them, you're, you just kind of brace yourself for the download uh, before they get there. Kind of like, yeah. oof, you're, you got to, you know, buck up, get ready, because this is going to be tough. And you just realize emotionally you're having to gear up to just encounter this person. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And if you're doing that, what's happening is your body and your brain is telling you uh, something, right? Listen to that. If you're all, if you're kind of, already marshalling your resources uh you know to go in then then there's already something going on or or if you have to go afterwards and start talk to somebody about what you just heard and do it anonymously you're like mm-hmm. oh my gosh i gotta share this burden is too <laughs> now hard. i gotta go to therapy <laughs> yeah I, you know there i think another one lisa's it, it's a pretty standard reply for a lot of people to be able to to learn to say listen i really value listening to this and and I want to be there for you but I'm going to be honest with you it's kind of above my pay grade I I don't know what to do I I can listen but man buddy I just you know been thinking this might take something a little bit more than me you might need the free relationship advice at the CMR or you might need to go talk to a, you know a therapist or or get some input from a pastor mm-hmm. you know go talk with your leader um, but I just can't keep helping you because we keep going over this over and over and over again. And if that's happening, then you, you might say, listen, I, I just can't help you. It's above my pay grade. So that's another way, another sign. That's good. That's really good. Okay. So let's see. Another sign that maybe you're in a draining friendship is that um, they just go over and over and over the same issues. It's like it's on repeat, repeat, repeat. You just keep addressing the same chaos and drama uh, all the time, and it never gets any better. They don't ever do anything different. No, that reminds me of my favorite movie in the movie You Hate for Me to Watch All of the Time because it's t- The Edge of Tomorrow, uh, and it's, you know, uh, fight, repeat, die, you know, redo it. I love The Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. What a great movie. And it's, <laughs> he's redoing the same thing over and over and over. And you're okay, like, in all fairness, I did like the movie the first 20 times we watched it. <laughs> no way. Yes, yes. First two times, maybe. Oh, no. Okay, but anyway, it's such a great movie because it does show that we can... Now, check. think about that. The, the premise of the movie was they just keep repeating the same day over and over and over again, but they, they can learn a little bit. They can get a little farther. He used that time eventually to, to learn, learn about you know mm-hmm. his partner and to see the, the things that she wanted and liked because he really didn't connect with her at first or like her, but all of a sudden he started to learn things. So what happens, however, is when we just hit repeat and that Mm -hmm. issue keeps going over and over again, that other person is not learning from this experience and and they're not listening to you. And and if you keep going over the same ground, you know, Lisa, I guess I would say uh, you're not using this time to really learn, are you? You're just kind of dumping, which might help you feel somewhat better, but Mm -hmm. it's not helped me feel any better. So I think that Mm -hmm. would be one thing I would look for is is this person always saying the same things, constantly going over the same issue, like you said? And if so, what's going on here with you? Because I'm not really sure you're needing my my ear or my advice so much as I could be a wall or you might be talking to, you know, mm-hmm. to a stranger. Well, mm-hmm. You know, you uh, use me in a different way or, uh, or we need to talk about the way you're 
kind of just not hearing mm-hmm. any of my advice or options. Or you're, yeah, you're just not taking it. Yeah. And so an, another reason I think that, or another way that you could tell that you're in that draining relationship is when you start avoiding that person. Yeah. It's like you, you just you just can't. It's like, I can't even. I can't even. And so, you know, you're not answering their phone calls. You're avoiding going places where you know you're going to encounter them. You just avoid them. And, it's, and it seems like those positive feelings that you used to have for them, they're just not there anymore. That's probably a pretty good sign that you're in a draining relationship. Yeah, and I think so. You add all those things up, Lise. You know, we talked some about you just, you know, they go over the same issue over and over again. They, you start to avoid them. They're, they seem to always be from one drama. You know, they go from one to the next. They, they kind of go over these same issues over and over, and they really don't seem to listen to you. And pretty soon, you're just not there. I think what you need to do is figure out what can you do now if you're in that relationship? Mm-hmm. At least what would you suggest? I, I, I would say this. The first thing I, I would tell you is, look, begin to set up boundaries. And and that mm-hmm. boundary is, I mean, sometimes you go out to lunch with this person and it turns into a three hour, you know, yeah. di- set a boundary and say, man, I'll go with you. I only have one hour. And by the way, I'm going to take 15 minutes during this time. You know, we're not going to end it and just let, you know, on, on you talking the whole time. So set a boundary. And maybe it's the amount of time you're with them, the mm-hmm. number of times you see them, or, mm-hmm. Hey, can we talk about another issue going on? Just something else, anything else like football, something different, right? I love that. Yeah. Oh, and to that last, that last point that you just made, I really like Chris. Um, Cause imagine that you have a group of friends and there's always that one friend who is the drama queen or uh-huh. the drama king, right? And just so needy. And it, no matter what's going on with everybody else, conversation always ends up turning to that one person and they usurp all the attention all the time that you have together as a friend and one thing you can do is as a part of that group is to acknowledge wow like let's say that you're the needy person you know you can Mm -hmm. spend a, a few minutes talking about what their issue and what's going on but then maybe you can initiate and turn the attention to somebody else like wow okay well Thanks for sharing that, Chris. And Susie, we haven't really heard a lot about what's going on in your life this week. What's happening with you? And so you just take control and you direct the conversation in another way. Yeah, that's good. If there's another maybe two or three of you in the Mm -hmm. room, like you said, I think that's great advice. If it's just the two of you, I would suggest you can listen and, and, and be there and if you're going in, you know, Lisa, you made the point, if you're already kind of gearing up for something bad, you're probably messed up in some ways in that you're going to start to feel unheard, not listened to, and not, you know, maybe even start having, you know, resentment and you're like ticked off. So I would say one of the things you should do, Lisa, if that's the case is learn to turn this to a point where if you set a boundary and this is a friend, well, good, just listen. It's okay. It's okay to be there. It's okay to be with them. And and don't let resentment build up, um, and, you know, especially if it's something that they're just going through that you feel is transitory, that it'll, it'll it, you know, they'll, they'll go through a different thing later on that, you know, and this will get better. Then deal with your own kind of, you know, sadness maybe for a little bit, but don't take it out on them. If that's, mm-hmm. you know, you're a good listener, then be a good listener. Uh, however... 
if you start to feel like it's just too overwhelming, maybe then you need to talk to somebody else and say, hey, can you help me? I don't know what to do with person X. Mm -hmm. You know, um, on the other hand, you set good boundaries. Mm -hmm. Go in, be there, listen, hang out with them. I like that. Um, and, and be a good friend. Um, but also, you know, you have to do some things ahead of time in your heart that you don't have to do this you get to. And maybe that's oh, a good way like to say. That. I don't say that again. Well, I, I think the idea some of us are like, oh my gosh, I have to go to lunch with this person and they're going to dump on me and they're going to, they, they go on and on about their issues. Right? I, I have to go because I'm a friend. Instead, maybe before you go, say, Lord, you know what? Mm -hmm. I get to do something. You, you put me in this person's life at this time. Help me to be a good hearer, a good listener. I get to do something. I get to be used by your hands today. And maybe they never listen to me. Maybe they don't take my advice. You know, maybe maybe they don't respond back and, and appropriately, you know, reciprocate. But I get to do something today. So help me, Lord, to do it well without resentment. Mm, I love that. I love that because then, I mean, it's obviously an, an indication that you must be a kind, empathetic, uh, compassionate listener, a good listener, if you're if that kind of friend keeps coming to you over and over. Um, but in the event that it just becomes too much, um, one one other solution to keep in mind is, you know, you're not a therapist. Probably. Uh, maybe you are. Maybe you're licensed uh, marriage and family therapist or psychotherapist out there listening. But um, you're probably not a trained therapist. And if you keep functioning in that role, that is probably better addressed by a trained professional than more than being just the listening ear, you may actually be keeping them from seeking out the appropriate help that they that would really be more appropriate to the level of of need that they have. And uh, just like a therapist does, they set a 50-minute time limit. They don't go on and on and on for two or three hours. They set a 50-minute time limit, so those boundaries you were talking about. But maybe you need to encourage that friend to seek professional help. Um, and that's, I think, what you were alluding to also, Chris, is, is praying, asking the Lord to give you wisdom and discernment as you counsel with this person. Lord, what would be good? What would be helpful? And what would be an appropriate encouragement to my friend today? That's a four, Ephesians 4.29. And... Um, so we don't want to stand in the way of, uh, we can be a good sounding board, but we don't want to get in the way of them getting the appropriate help that they may really need. So Yeah, so if you need help discerning, um, again, think through what it means to be a good friend, what we're called to. Um, you, you may just have been blessed to be that empathic person that can listen and do it well. Maybe yeah. God's calling you on to something further. You know, maybe you need to go into a career if, that, if you find yourself there ah, into, mm -hmm. you know, marriage and family therapy or, or to learn what it means to, to be able to listen. And then that way you will, of course, learn how to set boundaries. And like Lisa, like you said, have time limits or things like that. But the other way to discern and to know that is recognize that God may be calling you into a special place with a special friendship. And mm -hmm. um and, and that, you know, you don't have to do this, you get to, um, and so mm -hmm. you seek out, 
you know, advice mm-hmm. from others. That, with boundaries. You know, and with boundaries. With what do you think? Time. I love it. And maybe you have a relationship question um, that you need some help with. Maybe you feel stuck in a certain situation in your relationship and you need some help. And so one of the resources that we have at the Center for Marriage and Relationships is called Free Relationship Advice. And that's where you can give us a call and we can uh, set up a Zoom appointment with you with one of our trained professionals. Uh, if you're in the Southern California area, you can actually come by and set up an appointment in uh, in our center at Biola University. Yeah, or you, if you want, uh, if that sounds like, hey, I don't want to go through that, you just go to the cmr.biola.edu website. We have a couple of cool blogs on this, on toxic mm-hmm. friendship and relationships. Mm-hmm. We have some other podcasts on this, and we have an opportunity with relationship retreats throughout the country. So we have videos, blogs, and the podcast, and many of them are on this very topic. Go check those out, and you'll hopefully get some good answers, too. And free relationship advice. All right. So thanks, Chris. It's good to visit with yep. you today. You, you guys have a great week. We'll yep. see you next time. Yep. Thanks for listening to The Art of Relationships. This podcast is only made possible through generous donations from listeners just like you. If you like it and want to help keep the podcast going, visit our website at cmr.biola.edu and make a donation today.